This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast for disordered eating, hormone problems, and eating disorders. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 3, we talk about why weight is not a choice. So why you cannot like control your weight or should I say why your weight isn't your choice Uh, before I start even talking about that I think I need to touch on a point that is very important at least in my opinion because I recorded this um, yeah episode before and then the riots started coming up and the demonstrations because of uh, you know the what happened with George Floyd and um, that he was killed by a Caucasian officer in the USA. And if I wouldn't talk about it, I truly believe in, in the 1600 people or I don't know, 1500 people who follow me, uh, I would be a bad influencer. I do not want to call myself an influencer, but if you're hearing this, I'm somehow influencing you, I presume. So I'm going to touch this subject real quick and then I'm going to go back to why weight isn't a choice. So racism. Um, I think it's one of the most disgusting habits a person can have. And the funny thing is we're not born with racism. Um, you can hug an African-American child when you're small and... 15 years later, 20 years later, you're making maybe like prejudgment jokes or are trying to like walk another side of the street because you think the person is bad. You know, these type of like uh, comparisons I'm trying to make because you're not born with it. You've been teached racism and racism comes from your parents if you are racist. Um, I think it's ugly. I think it's disgusting. I think it's foul. I think that prejudgment on people is something that we always will have because we're animals at the end of the day. So we need to judge to see if the situation is safe. But you shouldn't judge that on somebody's color. You should judge that on somebody's behavior. As a person of color myself, because I'm half Dutch, half Indian, so I'm kind of olive-skinned, um... I have had racism since like maybe I'm I was like age 10 since I can like remember that so I'm dealing with that for like the last 15 years almost and you know it never gets old in that you know part like pe- people I always seems to be amazed about what people can think and people can do it's just shocking you know and the bad part is that I maybe have like a mild form of racism but the people like who now are like protesting for you know black lives matters what i totally approve those protesters and demonstration everything was going on i do not see the point of looting um but i do get why they're doing this you know but these people i i have the mild version they get the full blown version it's so unfair um in the country where i live in the netherlands People who are often with, you know, the Islamic religion aren't very, uh, you know, they're frowned upon. And I find it very sad because you have a prejudgment on people that you do not know. And somehow you can go to their country and, you know, have vacation in Morocco or Turkey for two weeks and have the, you know, the time of your life. And then you come back and then somehow they're still bad people when they've served you during your vacation. 
people. I just don't. Oh my god. Uh, but for example, um, what I just described, Moroccan Turkish, uh, because I'm half Indian and olive skinned, I kind of look like both. Uh, depending on you know which season it is and which hair color I have. For now, I have pink hair color. Uh, what isn't like very nice for society here as well because it gets frowned upon. Uh, definitely because I am in. Although I'm in Amsterdam, I'm in an environment that's like fifty-fifty with that. And it does look a bit like LGBTQ style, which I actually adore. But a lot of people don't like that. And I don't want to break your bubble. But Amsterdam isn't that LGBTQ friendly that like you think it is. Some parts of uh, like the Netherlands, yes, for sure. But not Amsterdam. Definitely not. Uh, but yeah, I look... Uh, a bit of what I just described. I look a bit gypsy. Uh, I got some Jewish parts in me. So that's also something that always doesn't go right here. Uh, some Moroccan-ish vibes. Some Turkish vibes. And the shitty thing is that all those people's like uh, racial profile. What I just described. They get discriminated here as fuck. Like not normal. If you have a Arabic uh, or Turkish uh, surname, it is a good thing if you are um, having a Dutch name, but for example, your surname, then it's like, oh, we didn't expect that. Same goes for me. I have English, uh, you know, f like norm my, uh, how do you say it? Surname is uh, Dutch, but my uh, first name, yes, the first name is uh, English. But then when you see me, you can't place me. And sometimes, and I'm thankful to god that there are also a lot of people here that are like oh exciting new nice to, to like to meet you and you have such a cool background i want to know more there are a lot of people that you know in the netherlands as well but you have some oh my god you have some people here um for example and i'm just going to show you the mild form uh because i'm not one to like let it evolve around me because i only have like little parts of racism but i do deal with it every month um is for example when i work at fairs or markets like old ladies they always clutch their back when they see me because they think i'm like this uh, young person who's trying to rob them well thank you that you think i'm young but i'm 25 um then I have that I was working at a store. It was an Italian store. It's from my boss. So I like worked for him the past 10 years. Uh, and this lady, well, I was like doing the jewelry and the clothing. She was like, oh, that bitch is stealing something. Crazy. Uh, even like the beginning, like when I was 10 or I think 11 years old, when I was going to high school in, in the Netherlands, we work with levels. And the woman put everybody who was foreign or half foreign on a lower level. And everybody who was Dutch, she let, you know, go through the highest level. For example. And I think maybe my least favorite was me leaning against the car of my mother. Because it broke down. And my brother was there as well. So you have three colored people. And we were in a village. And this woman came running to her car that was next to us. Screaming, don't touch my car. Don't touch my car. Because she was presuming that we were stealing something. Um... These are like such, you know, I want to say like some, it's hurtful, but I'm mad at the same time because, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, you can, I cannot even like 
say what I really find from it. I think I just find it foul. It like it makes me a bit sick to be honest. And um, these people are walking here. These people are walking in Germany. These people are walking in America. And I think the the biggest thing we need to learn from the protests and demonstrations that are going on now is to make sure that this group gets educated and this group becomes smaller so that the people who are never have been privileged to like uh, get something without doing their you know not giving 100% but 500% can like cool a bit down like enjoy life and start living the privileged life that other people are living and taking away from them so that was something that i wanted to say and let's start with why your weight isn't a choice First, the basics, and that is homeostasis. So homeostasis is like the perfect balance. Well, perfect is a hard word, but a good balance in your body where your temperature is right, your food intake is right, so you get all the vitamins, minerals, and energy you need. You have little stress, good amount of movement, and good amount of sleep, and your body is just ready to function for you, keep you healthy, and do the things you want. Well, if you have an eating disorder or you are at a healthy weight and you think that it's a good idea to like go down in weight and you're going to do that with extreme exercising, low food intake, then you're going to mess with that homeostasis. Your body isn't at a comfortable weight anymore so it can support you. That's why you get cold. That's why you get irregular periods or no periods at all. That's why you get a low sex drive. Um, that's why your skin gets bad, you know, all, all those stuff. That's why you get moody as well. And the moment you do that, just like I just said, it, it goes out of balance. Your homeostasis is not right. And it is what I just stated, those, you know, sleep, movement, less stress. Uh, uh, it is all correlated with the homeostasis, maybe even more, but there's like research on that. But these are the basics. So as a person with an eating disorder and you're starting like to mess up your BMI from a healthy BMI, a healthy weight to a low one, you have disbalanced your body. Now your body cannot care for you like it used to. And that mind and body connection also is gone. I remember back in the day for me when I was like on a high boxing three times a week doing like the gym for four times a week and I eventually you know got a bit more toned I didn't even lose that much I think maybe two and a half kgs my body was fucked up because every like you know puzzle that makes homeostasis I changed it I changed my food I changed my movement I changed my sleep my stress and um, it gave me everything what I just described as symptom uh, now, what happened, and for for everybody it can be different, but because of that I got hormonal problems and needed to gain more weight than my original weight. So eventually I think I went two and a half kgs down and I needed to gain about 10 kgs more to fix it. So I'm not saying as a person who is now maybe in an eating disorder and is doing that, that that will be the case, but if you hit an extreme low weight, you can expect extreme hunger because your body wants to go back to that homeostasis, to that fine, reassuring place. And what you often see happening is that your body will make sure that it goes over that point of weight. Uh, maybe it can be 3 kgs, 4 kgs, maybe more, maybe less. Maybe it can even be the same weight as before to make sure it gets the reassurance it needs to stay in homeostasis. So... 
that is a heads up for everybody who thinks that is a good like idea to lose a sh- big amount of weight because it isn't it really isn't and if you are at the place already where you are actually severely deadly skinny i highly recommend you to go and try to help yourself go to talk to a therapist uh, a physician a general practitioner who you have to make the first little steps because often what you see is that that body from people who are severely like malnourished will get like a refeeding syndrome and then that homeostasis what your body uh you know what you're working to is becoming very dangerous because it's become a new type of homeostasis it's become survival and then when you put a lot of food in at one time your body can handle it so find somebody with like knowledge about this because that refeeding syndrome can be very like uh you know it's not good for your heart it can give you like heart problems if it's not done correctly Going to the females with hormonal problems. I'm just like going straight for the females. Men men with hormone problems, you have them of course. But like mostly females and hormone problems are more thing because of, you know, getting babies. And you often see it more with women because like the signs are more clearer. First of all, when you're trying to get a baby, there are several ways to do that. And I'm not talking about how you normally do that, because of course that's a way to get that. Uh, but I mean that there are several like procedures you can do next to that to reassure that you can really get a baby from that. Um, often it could be an injection, a pill or some type of radiation. Um, but it has influences on your body and maybe the composition of your hormones. Some hormones will go up, some hormones will go down. And what that does with your homeostasis? Well, it changes again. And the thing is, is that I do not like, some people like, how should I say this? Some people can have like a permanent change in this and some people not. It really depends on what is happening. And what I would like to advise you at first is to have like a psychologist or someone you can talk with it about. Because depending on how your body reacts, it can go everywhere. You can maybe like hold up to 10 pounds of fluid. You can maybe like get a hair growth. Um, So much stuff can change. You can become moody. Uh, Certain parts of your body can become sore. And the homeost- your homeostasis then is out of whack. Um, what it needs to get the balance again? Well, I can't really tell you that. Because the mo- a moment you are really like messing with your- the amount of hormones you have, it is very crazy with what can happen to your body. But I do highly recommend to talk with somebody about it and to ask before you even go in a treatment, you know, what are the side effects and, you know, make a pros and con list on, is it worth it to do this? Yes or no? Or should I maybe adopt or should I like have a surrogate mother? Um, yeah, really keep that in mind because I get how painful it is if you like your body fails on you on giving you something that you were maybe like meant to produce. Uh, as a person who has hormone problems as well, I get how painful that is. Um, but also be realistic on what you're putting your body through. And maybe even at the end of the day when you fuck up that whole hormone system and the homeostasis it was in, you still can't have a baby. But you're still sitting with all the side effects. So keep that in mind.
So the last group, and then I'm going to add something of bodybuilding next to it. But the last group are people who are either overweight or obese that could be with some disordered eating or not. And these people have a higher weight than they are normally like born with the, the, their homeostasis. Let's take an example. Miranda is 26 years old and um, she weighs, let's say, 60 kgs. Since the corona lockdown, she gained 10 kgs. So her homeostasis also changed because of those 10 kgs. So what you often see happening is that when people uh, like lose a lot of weight quickly the body can't adapt so what happens it goes back to the way it was or even more because the body wants comfort and that is what you see with people for example on the biggest loser that they lose like 30 kgs in six months and when the show is done they go back to their own normal weight well normal what they have been for so long so my advice to you, either if you're dealing with binge eating or just have like a very disordered way of eating, like skipping breakfast and lunch and just eating in the evening, for example, is when you're trying to lose weight, do this very slowly. So your body, your homeostasis can adapt to what you're doing. So what you did is permanent. And of course, you learn new habits while, while you're doing this. So that becomes permanent as well. So these groups I wanted to address. I am going to make like a side hop now to the bodybuilding group because they are messing with their homeostasis as well. But why is that like a choice that can be um, kept up? Wait, wait, wait. I'm still going to go like make a little hop to the three people that I or the three groups that I just described. So the group one from the eating disorder low weight. Weight isn't a choice there because you only have like you seize the the control of your body for some time but eventually it will fight back and will bring you back to the homeostasis to the the body weight it needs to be comfortable for the people with hormone problems uh weight isn't a choice because at some point those hormones what you what you are using and how your body is like uh communicating with that uh, it takes over so even maybe when you're trying to lose weight those hormones are there maybe to you know, hold on to fat for a baby, that is, then you can't lose weight. It depends on what type of treatment you're taking. And for the people who are like severely overweight or obese, if you keep pulling too hard, weight isn't a choice either because your body will bounce back. That was something that I need, like needed to make clear. So now let's go to the bodybuilding group. So the bodybuilding group is in my eyes like the only like group that has a say in like why weight is a choice but also again why weight isn't a choice it's like a bit of a 50 50 uh for example if i want to compete for a certain competition i need to have a certain weight to get in a certain class and i need to add xx amount of weight to have xx amount of muscle so if I want to achieve what I want, I need to like give myself over to those, um, you know, demands. And then weight isn't a choice if you're doing it professional. If you're not doing it professional, you're more, you're, you're more leaner as in you can do more, you have more freedom. Then weight becomes more of a choice. Then it's should I bulk? Should I cut? Should I focus on strength? Should I do this? Do should I do that? So it really depends in which you know group you are categorizing yourself. 
also what I found very like uh, I think quite nice to see actually is that you know bodybuilding is a very long process when it's done natural and well it's adding bits and bits of muscle uh, you know bits and bits of strength of, of course uh, too and eventually it's changing your body composition but it takes time like having like a decent like natural good body it takes around three or four years um and you know if you're a natural how longer you go you know bodybuilding or like training a less progression you're making so this is homeostasis at its best in my personal opinion because you are slowly changing what uh your body composition with little add-on little add-ons and your body can adapt so that is a good example of homeostasis in my opinion but remember the phrase and that's maybe the only like fitness quote that i truly believe in uh, the rest i really hate and find pressuring but that is you should uh, use it or lose it it basically says that you know either you are gonna train and you're gonna use those muscles or you're gonna lose them if you do not follow that program f- uh, of eating sleeping and training um that's frankly it's the truth so um there you have a choice as well in bodybuilding to either choose for the type of homeostasis that you create or you choose for the homeostasis that nature already had for you and you always have a choice and if you either choose not to do that and just be a, a free spirit that goes to the gym often but just for fun and, and are not like striving to get that body that's not bad at all and if you are trying to get the body that's not bad as well both groups uh, are in that case you know good as long as you take care for yourself and always have that mind and body connection that Uh, you listen to your body when it's too much when uh, you are like messing too much with either your sleep your movement your dietary intake uh, and your stress because it has a lot to do with homeostasis so guys this was the episode Uh, i think i have like had like a six minute rant about racism in the beginning Um, it's just because i think it's such a bullshit but um it's so sad that we still need to talk about it in 2020. So that was that part. Uh, and the other part of, you know, why weight isn't a choice. And the last group has like a 50-50 choice. I hope it gives some insight on uh, why you should not be losing weight uh, when you're perfectly healthy. And why you can lose weight. So you're not like when you're severely obese or overweight, you're not doomed to have this body. But just take little steps. So that was it. So thank you very much for listening. And if you have any questions, you can always DM to at imstuffed underscore com, like dot com. Or you can mail to info at imstuffed.nl. And next time we're going to talk about veganism. Bye. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl and start working on your relationship with your food, body, and mind. And I'll see you the next time.